Well, we have what we call our little family. That's myself and my son. We live here, you know, on our own. And then we have our big family. So I include my parents, Hamish's father's parents and sisters and brothers. Hamish's father, kind of, but we don't see him very much. And all my sisters and brothers and all their children. Jan Dupree is now a lone parent with one son. But that's not how she began parenthood. I left university and met somebody that I fell madly in love with, or at least I believed I was, got pregnant, and then everything went wrong between us. So our relationship fell apart. A lot to do with having, I believe, a, a completely different background and different values that we didn't discuss or investigate before we you know, decided to have a child. And so we split up when I was six months pregnant. Hamish was born two months prematurely, so he was in hospital for a month. And I left hospital, and actually there was some sort of mess up in the system, so I didn't get any, a visit from anybody for a few weeks. And then I seemed to have slipped the system because I lived with my sister and her child and partner. We lived in a flat upstairs from each other. I was downstairs. And we supported each other and actually ended up not having any support from anywhere else because we had such good family support. Now, you know, I get some financial support with family credit because I'm not earning a very high wage. And that's about it, really, friends and family. My own role as a parent is one of guidance and friendship, kind of, although I think that can sometimes fog the picture. I try and enforce it by encouragement. So more of a positive encouragement than a negative. You know, I really feel, I really believe that if children are pushed into things that they end up being very resentful. And in fact, if they're invited in, they can end up being very helpful and, you know, a joy to be with. What does Jan see as the benefits of being a lone parent? Having the freedom to make any decisions that need to be made on your own, so you don't have to argue points about what school, what the rules should be, what your children should be allowed to do and shouldn't be, and the sort of things you want to do. And the freedom also to do other things like move with your job if you want to. Often your relationship with a child can be slightly off in the sense that you can end up having them as being almost like an equal or a partner. Like you get a film out in the evening and you think, oh great, well, you know, you sit and watch it with them. And so I think that can sort of push out sort of who's in charge bit. It's difficult to tell that. And also the same things that are good are also difficult. You know, when you have a decision to make, you do have to make it on your own. You get lonely because you're in on your own and there's a child in bed. And so, you know, it's not so easy to go out to socialise and that sort of thing. You don't get invited to dinner parties. It's a funny thing to say, but you don't, you know, as a single parent. It's all on you. Say, tomorrow, it's a Saturday, and I'm running a course teaching people some homeopathy, and there isn't somebody that's going to be there for Hamish. So I'm constantly asking other people to, oh, would you mind picking Hamish up for just an hour or two here or an hour or two there? There's nobody else that's obvious that would take that slack. And if I work a normal day, i.e. a kind of nine till five, nine till six, then, you know, I do need to get somebody to pick up my son for me. I get lonely and try to make things happen 
So do things socially so it doesn't get me down. Emotionally, pretty stable person. I don't really have very high highs and don't really have very low lows. So, you know, I do get down. I get down if things are going difficult with Hamish, you know, behaviourally and emotionally with him. I find it difficult not to be able to talk to somebody about it. Not having that sort of adult company in the evening, you know. Does Jan see any problems ahead if she were to start a new relationship? Well, I can't see it happening, you know, immediately. I did have a relationship with somebody for three years, and that did happen, and, you know, Hamish became good friends with them, but we didn't live together. But I imagine now, especially that Hamish is older and understands fully what's going on, you know, once if I had a relationship with somebody, it would have to be a pretty stable one before I want, I'd want to involve Hamish. Tracy Naylor was a lone parent, but has recently married. I'm 27, Charlotte is five and James is nine months old. My husband's also 27. I had a previous relationship in which I had my daughter. That broke down, so I was a single parent for a while. And and, um, I worked part-time at Tesco's where I met my husband. We had a relationship, got married, and now we have our son. I've been with... Cav for just over two and a half years. (coughs) It's nice having a husband because in the evenings, once your children are in bed, as a single parent, you are stuck there on your own. There's nobody to talk to. You can't leave the house. If you suddenly realise you've run out of milk, it's tough. Whereas with a husband, you can leave the house. You've got somebody to talk to. The pressure isn't on you to do everything for your child because somebody else is there. It means you can have a five-minute break now and again. I think it's nice for Charlotte to have somebody there to help discipline her because of, as a single parent, I used to feel I didn't want to be shouting at Charlotte or disciplining her because she didn't have a father, that she was really, really loved and I had to go over the top with that love that sometimes things like discipline got forgotten, whereas now she has got a father and you can do things like discipline her now because there's the two of you. What does Cav see as the advantages of taking on a ready-made family? I skipped four years of nappy changing, which I thought was quite pleasant. Well, I can't actually think of many advantages. There's some disadvantages, as in, I didn't know Charlotte as a baby. I've missed growing up with her for three years, because I treat her as my own. I missed growing up with her for three years. And, like, she'll talk back to when she was a baby, and, like, she'll say, you held me when I learned to walk, didn't you, Dad? And I'm like, no, I didn't, I wasn't there. And that sort of thing. So I can't think of being that many advantages. People think, oh yeah, instant family, it's cool. But I'd much rather have been there from the start. Sometimes I wonder whether Charlotte is being treated differently. And I don't know necessarily that she is being treated differently or whether I'm looking for it because I want her so much to be an equal that sometimes you look for things. And it doesn't mean that she isn't being treated as an equal at all. It's just that I'm really wary of it. Obviously, because I've got another child, there's bound to be slightly more feelings for him because of he's a baby. Everybody falls in love with a baby. You're growing up with him and finding his little habits. You're learning them, whereas people don't know Charlotte's habits. So it's a lot harder to get a relationship with Charlotte. Well, I think I'd be lying if I didn't said I felt as strongly for Charlotte as I did for James. There's only a really minute difference, 
I mean, I've still known Charlotte two years now, nearly half her life. But there is a slight difference, but I go out of my way to try and treat her equally so she doesn't feel left out or anything like that. Tracy talks about her own upbringing. I had a very happy childhood. My mum never worked. She always spent the time with us children. I've got an older sister, a younger brother. My dad always worked. When my dad didn't work, he always used to take us out for day trips or we used to have holidays and things. There came a point where my dad was made redundant and money wasn't so good, but my mum was always the sort of person who would go without herself so that we had things. I look back on my childhood fondly. I think I've got a good set of parents, good family. Does Charlotte's father have a role to play in her life? Yes, he does want to see her. I would prefer it if we could just like hide him under a mat and it would go away and we could say that Cav is her father and everything, but at the end of the day he's on a birth certificate, so I think if we just ignored it, there's going to come a point where she's going to find out and it'll be us who, she, you know, she's lived this life of a lie. He does want to see her, so I think we're going to have to let him see her, but for a little while it's going to have to be watched and things, perhaps use contact centres. I don't think I'll ever really say anything. She knows that Daddy Malcolm is the one who gave me the seed and Dad is the one who's her father. And to be honest, I don't see myself as stepbrother, a half-brother and sister, they are brother and sister, so I will never say to her that they're any different. But at the end of the day, they're being brought up by the same father. The only difference is that I got the seed off Daddy Malcolm to make her. It hadn't even occurred to me they were only half-brother and sister. They were just brother and sister, simple as that. Val Pasque comes from a large family with a complex set of relationships. I've got seven children, six boys, one girl. The ages vary from 30 down to seven. I've been married twice. My first marriage broke up after 13 years and I've been with the husband that I'm with now. I've been with him... 16 years. My eldest son, he's got a family of three. He's got two boys and a girl. I see them quite often because they live quite locally. I've got three more grandchildren coming to stop with my daughter. Her husband works nights, so at the weekends she stays with me because she doesn't like being on her own. And I have promised Nikki, she's 12, that we'll do some cookie making tomorrow evening. And my grandson, he'll want 12. And then Due to certain circumstances, my daughter's also got my other granddaughter in her care at the moment. She's, for various reasons, come to live with them. She's too, Lorna, so I suppose she'll be dabbling, wanting to make her own cookies. Then there's Darren, he's got the little girl, Lorna. Then there's Russell, he has got one daughter, Shannon, she's a year old, and she's absolutely gorgeous, but a monster, but I love her. They're expecting another baby in June. There's Christian. He's 22 and he still lives at home. And I think he'll still live at home till he's 42, at least. I've offered to set him up in a flat and he's not in the least bit interested. He loves his home too much. They're the first five to my first husband. And then, as I said, I've got two more. Ryan is nine, Jordan, seven. They're to my second husband. They're like chalk and cheese. Fight like cat and dog. But I think they love each other. It's uh, quite a nice little family group. You know, we have big get-togethers often. In the summer especially, we'll have a oh, big massive barbecue. 
at least 20 people there and we have uh, a mad few hours and then very often on a Sunday I'll have quite a few turn up they don't always announce that they're coming and they just turn up so I can sometimes have 12 for lunch and maybe 17 for pudding and it's just one big not always happy families all families aren't always happy Val describes her role as mother and grandmother and how things have changed since her own childhood. For instance, my daughter-in-law went out on Wednesday. She had to go to the dentist, and so I picked two of my grandchildren up, took them back to the house, my house, made them tea. We had a little talk about school, what they'd been doing, various things. And then, Obviously, my daughter picked them up later, and they went home, you know. That happens quite often. One of them have phoned up and said, Oh, Mum, I need you, you know, can you come? I've got to go to so-and-so. So they always know I'm there whenever they need me. And quite often we all go out together. We have lots of evenings when we go out together. I mean, I love dancing. They're not disciplinarian enough. I can see a lot of things that, you know, they're doing wrong. And I want to say, oh, don't do that. But you can only say so much and I can only advise them so much. I think they're all fairly good parents in in their own way. You learn from your mistakes, as everyone does, you know, you there's certain things that you do as a parent and I can see that eventually they will learn. But there's lots of things I think are so different. When I was young, I would never have you know, been allowed out the way they are now. I mean, you see 12 and 13-year-old children out on the streets 11 o'clock at night. When I was 12, if I'd have been out of the house later than 8 o'clock, I wouldn't have been able to sit down for a week. You know, and it's hard to believe. I I have let mine stay out quite late, but not as young as that. And I wouldn't let the younger two now. Val talks about the differences from her own upbringing. My dad was very strict. Lots of things were definitely not allowed. Even my elder brothers, they were never allowed to use bad language. My dad hated it. Although my dad enjoyed going for a drink, he would never allow my brothers to go out until they were more or less 18. But it was, I see now that, you know, it was quite fair, really, because it was quite hard, because my mum was an invalid. She was quite ill for a number of years. And I knew that the least little thing used to upset my mum. There was a lot of things that I didn't really get into trouble for, obviously, till I was older. But I did leave home at 16 and pregnant. And I don't think he forgave me for at least five years. I just couldn't understand that I could do that sort of thing. And I think it was a major thing with him. We did make friends when my little boy was five years old. And he was a good grandfather to him, as he was consequently to the rest of the children. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.